everyone, and welcome back to Single and Loving It. Happy New Year. Happy 2020. I know that this year is going to be an incredible year, and I'm so excited to see what God's going to do. And so welcome back to the podcast. I am so happy to welcome my mom, Pastor Linda Hufton. Say hi, mom. Hi. She is going to share her wonderful wisdom that she has gained um, from the Lord. She has been such a great example for me. She is an incredible woman of God. She is an amazing pastor. She's an amazing mom. She's an amazing woman. And so I said, could you come and share your wonderful wisdom with the listeners of this podcast? And she was um, more than happy to do it. And so just a brief uh, history of my mom. If those of you who don't know her, she is um, she pastors World Harvest Church with my dad, Pastor Mary Cufton, and she is over all of the adult ministries. Yes. Yes. And she is over the, our World Harvest Bible Institute. So she has a full plate and she has been serving the Lord for many, many years. And so just a brief history. She got saved when she was 22 years old. And that's an incredible story all by itself. Maybe another time I'll have her come back and share that story. And, but soon after she became a worship leader at a church. So her giftings um, came to me uh, as I lead worship as well. And her, I wanted her to share a little bit about her dating history, about things that she wished she wouldn't have done, or maybe she wished she would have done being single. And then she's going to share a little bit about her story with meeting my dad and how they got married. She was 28 years old when she got married, and my dad was 32. And they both serve the Lord, and they're still serving the Lord, and they're living a happy, fulfilled life. So, Mom, how about you start with... Um, she was just telling me about how when she first got saved, she was dating someone, and why don't you take it from there? What happened with this guy? Well, we were dating. We were very serious, and we both uh, pretty much came to the Lord at the same time. I came to the Lord first, and when I shared with him my encounter with Jesus, he quickly followed and gave his life to Christ as well, so... Uh, he was a great guy, so we just kind of assumed that since we were together when we got saved, that we should stay together and that we would be, uh, you know, seeking to marry. Um, that was kind of a journey because as we went along in Christ, actually, you know, we were very young in Christ, and so we were on this journey of trying to seek the will of the Lord and follow after him. And I guess over the months, it became more and more clear to us that we weren't supposed to be together. And I remember that that was a painful decision, a painful experience when we both decided that we needed to part ways. Uh, but we did it. And I was very glad because I realized that that wasn't God's path for me. And so I kind of struck out on my own and just began serving God with all my heart. And I mean, that's a, a very important decision to make sometimes. And those of you who are listening, you might think you should be with someone just because of circumstances, but seek the Lord and see what God wants for you. And cause I'm sure mom, are you glad you didn't marry that person? <laughs> I am very glad he was a good person, but not the one for me. And um, how about you share a little bit about some of your dating experience after you got saved? Well, that was interesting because I had been in the world until I was 22. And so I was having to 
learn how to follow Christ and walk a pure life. Um, you know, the Lord had showed me that he wanted me to stay pure, obviously, until I got married and he had to show me different things. And I did go out with some really great guys. Um, I do know one of the things I realized when you are a Christian, it's different because usually someone who you're dating is already thinking about marriage where I remember back in the world that wasn't really on everyone's mind. I mean, their their mind was just to date. And then when I came into the kingdom, it was like, oh, people are real serious about this. They often want a lifetime commitment. So I made a few mistakes just dating people, thinking that it was just a casual dating or just a friendship, spend time alone with guys, go out to lunch, do things like that thinking that we are just friends. I'm thinking we're in the friend zone. And then a couple times it happened that, you know, they realized they wanted to get married. And so they would propose. And I had to learn the hard way that I was being very naive. And it wasn't fair to spend a lot of time with people who want a serious relationship. And so there did come a time when I finally just had to say I wasn't going to date and wait on the one that the Lord had for me. But that was over a few years of time. Hmm. I think that's a lot of good um, nuggets of wisdom in there, ladies, and also guys, too. I think you need to be careful about spending a lot of alone time with someone and not leading them on. And, you know, especially for women, you have to protect our hearts and also the hearts of our friends and make sure we put their, you know, put them before us and just make sure that we treat them with respect. And I'm sure everyone wants to hear about the story about how you and dad got together. Well, it is a story. I'm going to have to compress it a little bit. Um, I was leading worship. I was part of a church, a large church in St. Louis, and I had a lot of friends up there. At the time, uh, Merrick's family was in my church, and I was friends with his family long before I met him. And because he lived in another state, he was serving the God, serving God elsewhere. And I just remember that the first time I ever saw him, I had never met him before. I was I was leading worship at this church, and I was up on the stage getting ready to um, get the service started when I saw him, and there was just something that drew me to him. I wasn't one that kind of looked at guys, but I kind of, kind of, I kind of was drawn to him, and I remember thinking, oh, that's, that's my friend's brother. I, he must be up here for a wedding that was taking place, and I just kind of noticed him, kind of acknowledged it, and went about the service. But I remember when the service started, I was looking at him to see if he worshiped the Lord because <laughs> I was like, oh, does this guy love God? And as I looked down, sure enough, he was he was just pressing in, worshiping God. And I just took note of that. And then when I at the end of the worship service, I sat down behind him in the church with my friends and uh, I really sensed the Lord say to me that he was my husband which took me really by surprise because I thought, well, my gosh, I don't even know him. I know his family. That's a little weird. And so um, I just kind of acknowledged that I felt the Lord say that to me. And before the end of the service, he had actually left to leave to go back to his state. 
I remember at the time I said to the Lord, if that's you, Lord, then you will bring it to pass and I won't have to do anything to bring it to pass Mm. because I didn't want to be that person who was deceived into believing God for someone. I know that that happens a lot and I knew that I could definitely be deceived. So I left it with the Lord and to make a long story short, it was two years later Uh, when I actually met him and, um, he had come up to be with, uh, the fam, his family and his sister-in-law ended up setting us up on a blind date. Um, at that point I was, I was still not certain that this was a good path for me. And at the (laughs) time he also was resentful that his sister-in-law had set him up on a blind date. (laughs) He wasn't real happy about that either, but we both reluctantly, Went on this date, and uh, it wasn't long before we felt a real connection. And I don't suggest this for a lot of people, but we were engaged within three weeks, and in three months' time, we were married, and I moved um, to be with him in, in Tennessee. So my point about that is I, there is a point where you just know, and I think because we were older, and we had both heard from the Lord that we went to our pastors. They both felt good about it. Um, as a pastor, I'm a little reluctant to say okay to, to a couple that's only known them each other for three weeks, but it was unusual circumstances. <laughs> and uh, we did marry, and my life was changed. Oh, I'm, what I hear in that story, ladies, or even guys who are believing for a spouse, God can make it happen in, uh, suddenly. Because that's three weeks getting engaged and then getting married three months later, her whole life was changed and they went into the ministry together. They've been in the ministry for how long now? It, well, at first we were both in our, in our professions. He was in sales and I was a nurse. And when, uh, when we moved to Atlanta, we both worked in our professions for a while, but we were always serving as volunteers in the church, wherever we were. And then I think it was, uh, let's see, Chris was two, So that was almost 30 years ago that we went into full-time ministry, and we've been pastoring the church that we're in now for 28 years. Wow. And I love my mom's story because I know she talked about how it was a challenge when she wanted to be married because she didn't get married until she was 28. Back back then, that was old. (laughs) It's not quite so old today, but people are normally and regularly are getting married in their 30s. But back then, that was 36 years ago. And if you were, you know, in your upper 20s, you wondered if you had missed your chance. So tell about your experience about when you were single and all of your friends were getting married. How did you feel and how did you handle it? Um, that was rough. It, um, when I was, we were in a very close knit young adult group at my church. It was a large group, but we had a lot of friends, mutual friends. And it happened to me a couple times where a guy that I had been dating and then we split up would end up marrying one of my friends. And I remember thinking, wow, what's wrong with me? You know, why am I passing up perfectly good guys, you know? And, but I just knew that it wasn't for me. But you do feel uh, a little bit like you're being left behind. And it is a fight of faith because the most important thing for us as individuals and women is that we serve the Lord. 
and that we are pursuing his purpose with all of our hearts. And I did have to come to the point where I said to the Lord, if, if it is your will for me to be single my whole life, I will do whatever you've called me to do because it's more important that I serve you my whole life than I be married. And, but he knew my heart. He knew the desire of my heart. And I do believe that uh, often it is better for two to serve the Lord together. It's, uh, it's helpful. But I know, I know of many women who have served the Lord as single women and have been powerful women. So you really just have to seek God for what he has for you. You don't want something that's not his plan, that's not his purpose. And he does plan it out for you so that we do have to seek him in times when it doesn't seem like he's coming through for us. We have to just continually press into him and say, Lord, I love you. I, no matter what's going on, what's my next step? What is the next thing you've called me to do? Because basically, once you get married, you have to do that very same thing only as a couple because you'll meet challenges in life. And no matter what challenges you meet, you must continue to pursue God and continue to fulfill the plan of God for your life because that's why we're here on the planet. And God will make it work out and he will answer your prayer and he will give you the desire of your heart. But our first desire is for him. Amen. Amen. Um, is there anything else that you'd want to share with single people? Because also guys who listen to, but um, single women, single guys, what should they be doing while they are single? Um, I believe that it's whatever you want to do. I know some people, they just want to, they just want to wait for God. I know for me, I had to come to that point because I had had some bad things happen when I was dating. And so I made that decision. I was like, Lord, I'm not dating anymore until you bring someone into my life because I've been kind of messing up in some situations. But I also tell people that you don't have to be that way. I encourage people if they, if they want to, uh, pursue dating. If you want to be online dating, you, it, that's totally acceptable to the Lord. I know that he can, he can provide any means mm -hmm. and use any means to bring his person to you. And so you just have to follow your heart. I know many people are like, they don't want to online date. So that's perfectly fine too. I would never tell someone to do something that they don't want to do. Um, I do believe that oftentimes people can, they, you, you might have a mutual friend or someone who knows you really well and they have a friend. I would be open to that because we were set up on a blind date. My sister-in-law knew me very well before I met, um, uh, Merrick, who was her brother-in-law. She's married to Merrick's brother. And she, so she knew us both and she thought, you know, I think that they might be good for each other. And so you have to be open to that. At first I was very reticent. I didn't really want to be set up on a blind date. It's awkward. It's weird. You know, you'd rather pass it up, but I knew that I needed to go on that date. And so I, I just say, stay open, stay open, be ready for adventure be ready to try new things, go new places, meet new people. And the person that you, that God has for you may not be the, um, I guess the image that you've had. So be open for someone who might be a little different from what you've expected, but you'll know in your heart when God has put you together. So good. And 
How would you describe your marriage with my dad, Pastor Merrick? <laughs> it has been an adventure. If anyone knows my husband, Pastor Merrick, he is an adventurer. And we had, we, you know, I was adventurous to even leave my home, leave my church, move to another state and start our lives together. And we have just, uh, we've sought the Lord. We've had adventures. We've had adversity. We have had trials. We've had to work on our relationship. Even if you are with the perfect person that God has set you up with, you still have to learn to walk in love to be patient with one another, to accept each other's faults. And we've done all that. We've been through, uh, we've, we've overcome some pretty major adversity. There was a time when he was diagnosed with terminal cancer. We pushed through that together. Miraculously, God has gotten us through that. Many different things. But overall, our lives have been adventurous. It's been wonderful. We have three exceptional children (laughs) who are serving God and we're all serving together. I feel like it is an exceptional life. I'm very uh, just happy for what God has done for us. And I wouldn't have, I wouldn't change a thing. As I look back over my life, I wouldn't change a thing. I have no regrets. And I do believe that that was because of that seeking time, making sure that I was in the will of God and that I was doing what he called me to do Because the years go on and life is long. And so you need to be able to be sure that you are in the plan of God. So are you glad that you waited for him? I am so glad that I (laughs) waited. And it was amazing. He had waited too. And uh, like I said, he was 32 years old and hadn't dated much. He had dated some. We were both just waiting for the one. And what was wonderful when we did realized that God had finally brought us together. Our whole demeanor was, where have you been? I have been (laughs) waiting for you. What took you so long? And we were just so happy and joyful, not only to have found each other, but to know that it was what God had for us. And our pastors were all on board with it. Our spiritual authorities were all on board with it. Our families were rejoicing And it was just a wonderful time. I'm grateful that I was able to have that experience. Awesome. Well, thank you, Mom, for coming on and sharing your wisdom. I was nervous. I was (laughs) nervous. This is my first time on a podcast, so I was nervous. I'm very, um, I'm appreciative of my courageous daughter who's out there um, doing this podcast and helping people because it is tough as a single person and uh, because of society. But in, in the kingdom, it's perfectly normal, and God will help you through it all. Amen. Amen. Yes, I am very appreciative of all the podcast listeners. Thank you all so much for, for those who have messaged me um, and telling me how this podcast has helped them. I know many people, you've gone through difficult relationships that may have fallen through, or you're in a difficult relationship now. Um, I just want to point out that my mom, both my mom and also, she didn't say this, but my dad was also engaged to somebody else at an, another time. And so both of them have had to go through different breakups, but they were following the Holy Spirit. They were following God because that was the most important thing for them was to follow the plan of God for their life. So it, if you have to um, end a relationship, I know it's hard, but if it's the best thing to do for you, it'll, you'll be so glad that you did it. And just like my mom, you can look back on your life and be, I'm so glad 
that I didn't marry that person and I waited for the right person. And so, and while you're single, just continue to live a joy-filled life while serving God and live full out for God. Do something new, especially in the year 2020. Go um, hard after God. Do something outside your comfort zone to press into him and expect God to do something incredible for you this year. Do you have any other things you want to say, mom? No, I'm just so glad to be here, and I love all you who are out there. Awesome. Well, thank you all so much. Um, If you enjoyed this, share this on your social media. Let everyone know that Pastor Linda has come to share her wisdom, and let me know uh, how this has helped you. We'd love to hear from you. You can DM me on Instagram or on Facebook. My name is Grace Hufton, if you did not know, and I will see you all another time. Have a wonderful week. Bye-bye.